take a special moment with the children. I know we've got some kids here this morning and we have some joining us over live stream. I want to show you something that somebody made for me. Now, maybe from where you're sitting, it just looks like a white square, maybe a white washcloth. But if you look really close and if you run your fingers over it, there's an, an outline of a dog. And you can tell that this was knit by someone. Someone made this. This was made by a friend of mine who knows how much I love dogs. And I was getting ready to move, and she made this for me to take with me. She said, I want you to remember that I love you. And as I thought about the fact that she made this, and with every stitch, she was thinking about me. And the fact that she put a dog on there, she knows me and she knows how much I love my dog. And so it was really special to me that she showed me her love by making this for me. And I have kept it all of these years. In our scripture reading today, there's a man named John who's written a letter to a church. And he's telling the church that we're supposed to love each other. And he says, we love in truth and action. We put our love into action. So love is not just a feeling. It's what we do to show our love to people. So one question is, how can you show your love to the people in your life? Maybe you could draw a picture for someone. Maybe you could give a hug to someone in your family. Or when you walk by a stranger on the street, you can look them in the eye and smile. And even if you're wearing a mask, they'll know you're smiling by your eyes. There are lots of ways that we can show our love to people, and it's important that we do. Let's pray together. Dear God, we thank you so much for loving us. You love us just as we are. Help us to love other people as you love us, and help us to show how we love people, to put our love into action by doing kind things and being generous and giving hugs and drawing pictures and sharing food. Help us as a church to be people who continue to show your love to the world in all that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I was driving in to work this week. Can I just tell you how happy it makes me to say that? I was driving into work. I came to my office. I was wearing work clothes that I haven't worn for a year. It's such a joy to be able to come back to work and see my colleagues and uh, begin to feel like things are getting back to normal. You may have noticed that the traffic in Nashville is getting a little bit back to normal. So I was driving to work, and I found myself in a little bit of traffic, sitting at a stop sign right behind a pickup truck. And on the back of the pickup truck, it, was, it wasn't quite a bumper sticker. It was a word that the driver had put together with little squares that you might use on a mailbox, you know. Five letters. T-R-U-T-H. Truth. Now, what would you think if you saw that 
on the back of someone's car. I'm ashamed to admit my first reaction was, oh boy. My first assumption was that the driver was someone who had very strong and clear opinions, most likely political opinions, and that this person wanted to announce to the world that he thought he was right, and if you disagreed with him, then you're wrong. My mind just started spinning like that. And I began to realize how this word, truth, has become divisive in our age. It's hard to understand how that has happened, really. But in an age when someone can just start up a website and start putting out these conspiracy theories that millions of people will follow and believe, how do we know what's true? In a world where there can be something that looks like a news article, and you read it, and, and then you find out later it wasn't, how do we know what's true? As a parent, we've been teaching our children you got to check and double-check and triple-check all of your sources. Just because something's on the Internet doesn't mean it's true. Just because something's in a book doesn't mean it's true. Just because a political leader in a dark suit stands up and says something doesn't mean it's true. In fact, just because a preacher or a teacher says something doesn't mean it's true. You got to dig in, investigate for yourself, check your sources, find sources that you trust. And it's hard to do in any age, but in our age especially. This morning we get to overhear a letter that a, a church leader, he calls himself the elder. We don't know his name, but church history has given him the name John. So we'll call him John. We get to overhear this letter that John has written to faith community. And it's a community that seems to be having some trouble figuring out what's true. They're starting to question things. John, or someone like him, had started these faith communities with the witness about Jesus the Christ, that he was the Son of God, and, and had taught these folks how Jesus had lived, what he had taught, how he had died and been raised from the dead. And they had been grounded in that truth of Christ. But at some point along the line, there were some other teachers, other authority figures who began to mix in with the congregation and teach some other things that were arousing doubts and, and chipping away at the foundation of what the congregation thought they knew and understood. And so John writes this letter, and two others later, we think, to remind them of what they already know, to remind them of what is true. And in this letter of John, what is truth is love. What is truth is God's love revealed in the life and death and resurrection of Jesus the Christ. There are other things that we might debate and talk about, but John says, this is true. This is what we know. God is love, and we have been loved by God. And if we have been loved by God, then we must love one another. And in this letter, he repeats it again and again. Love God. Love your neighbor. Love God. Love your neighbor. Love God. Love your neighbor as yourself. 
It's the heart of it all. It is the truth upon which our lives are built. I think that's one reason I love this little letter so much. Because for me, that's the heart of everything. In seasons of my life, when I've gone through doubts and questions and struggled with things, I could always return to the truth that God is love, that God loves me, and that I'm called to love neighbors, strangers, and even enemies. The question is, we might ask, what does that mean? What, what is love? And in this text we've just heard, John makes it very clear that love, let us love not in word and speech, but in truth and action. It's not just about saying we love. It's not about feeling warm and fuzzy toward people. It's about what we do, how we treat other people, the actions that we take to promote the well-being and even the flourishing of another or of others. And John says, this is how we know what love looks like. We look to Christ. Christ who was God in the flesh, who laid down his life. He laid down his rights and his privileges and his power. He laid down his, his innocence and took the path of love that took him all the way to the cross so that all of us could know that we're never alone in our suffering, that God will go all the way to be with us and for us. And so, John says, if God is willing to lay down God's very life for us, how then do we do that in our lives? How do we love others? It's not an easy question to answer. We wake up every morning with every interaction and have to consider how do I love in this situation? What does love look like in this moment, in this interaction? I have a dear friend who, who gave me this question to use as a tool in discernment. What does love ask of me in this moment? Maybe that will be helpful to you if you're trying to figure out how best to act in love towards someone or in a situation. What, what does love ask of me? And we look to the example of Jesus to see what love looks like in the flesh we see Jesus healing. We see Jesus welcoming the stranger, including the outcasts, speaking with authority and confrontation to the religious authorities, holding people accountable. Love looks different depending on the interaction. So sometimes love looks like a warm casserole the day after a funeral. Sometimes love looks like rocking babies in the NICU at Vanderbilt Hospital. Sometimes love looks like giving a cold glass of water to someone who's thirsty. Sometimes love looks like saying no when someone's asking for what they want, 
in order to bring about their flourishing and their well-being if we know that giving them what they want is not what they need. Love takes on a lot of faces and a lot of different kinds of actions. But we don't always know. It's not always easy to discern what the loving action is. And that's why we need each other. That's what the community of faith is all about. This is a learning laboratory for love. This is the place, or these are the people among whom we learn about love. We gather together and we study the life of Jesus and we invite the Holy Spirit to shape us and teach us. And we talk together about the situations in our lives and we help each other see what the loving action might be. We join together in voices so that we might be a louder voice for love in our community to help make the policies and the systems in our community more loving. And we trip and we fall and we fail and we forgive each other and we lift each other back up and we get back out there to share God's love with the world. And I'm so grateful for the companionship of all of you on this journey because I've got a long way to go in learning how to love. Which brings me back to that stop sign a few days ago. There I was judging the driver of that pickup truck when I looked above where the word truth was on his bumper and it said in the same little gold letters, peace, be still. And it was as if God was saying to me, Shush your judgments. Take a moment to recognize that the truth of God's love for us, for me, and for all people is that we're all one. We are all in this together. And God's love binds us together whether we agree on everything or not. And then as the truck pulled out onto the street, I saw on the side of his truck the word love. And he had blessed me. My judgmental, reluctant self had been blessed by the love of a stranger. May we go from this time of worship to bless the stranger, to bless one another, even to bless our enemies with the love of God that has been so generously poured out upon us. Thanks be to God.